is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bang! So, so Juice has showed up to the club. He's taken Tangerine's money. Uh, and then we cut back to uh, to to the shop after the club sequence, and the the garbage pail kids are now rummaging rummaging through the trash. Yeah, they appear to be looking. Diving. They appear to be looking uh, for some friends, which I found mm. a, a very very curious. So I wasn't quite sure what that was all about, but it becomes a little cl- a, a little clearer later. Uh, it makes a little bit more sense towards the end of the film. Anyways, they eventually give up. And without any money, without many options. Well, do we decide. want to quickly uh, note, uh, Ghost, yeah, who, some of the names that they call out there? Uh, yeah, the, the name call out, because I was scouring the film from this from the outset. I knew there had to be some kind of illusions. I knew they would be there, and I found them in this scene. Hello? Is anybody in there? Hey, Ultraviolet! Are you in there? Oh, but Anna, Anna! We may never find our friends again. We tried. Now let's eat. Maybe we should keep looking. Yeah, yeah. Home. That's it. Let's eat. That sounds good to Banana me. Anna and Ultraviolet, they call these names out as they're looking for their friends. Yet another kind of, like, just very lightly touched upon, but it kind of ties in later. But anyway, they're just, we see the kids in the alley looking in. Garbage cans, which ironically was the behavior I engaged in as a kid to the displeasure of my mother when we would go to parks. Um, I was looking for Oscar the Crouch, but nonetheless, I had a habit of going around looking for him, like lifting up the lids. Oh, not there, not there. Anyway, they call it, they're looking for Banana Anna and Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet was a character that was kind of the play on the old... um, I think it was Coppertone, the logo, where the young girl is getting her... uh, bikini pulled down by the dog behind her okay that's a classic Mm. logo on the Mm -hmm. suntan lotion but she obviously in garbage pail fashion was completely like third degree burns from the sun like red Mm. as a lobster so they were looking for her they thought she might be in one of these garbage pails and they were also looking for banana anna they call it banana anna at first i thought this was a mistake i thought surely they meant uh anna banana aka Mm. Kim Kong, who's a uh, like a simian, like a like an ape-like humanoid, but no. Upon further research, there is actually a banana Anna, which is an anthropomorphic banana uh, with a bite taken out of its head. Which you you might you know they're on the right track looking in a garbage can, but she was lo and behold neither ultraviolet or banana Anna were there. And these, to my knowledge, are the only 
allusions to any to other than the seven uh, main character uh, garbage pal kids that show up in this movie. Mm. Yeah, pretty crazy that they didn't try to you know slip in a few more little. Uh, I can't little believe it like really. That. Like it just their names. Like they're practically yeah. free. Why not just drop some funny names in there? But. But you know, there. This is before the the, the era of uh, every major motion picture just being you know fan service. Uh, <laughs> very so true. I sort of uh, you know That's very true. I respect the filmmakers for you know not not bending over backwards just to accommodate their their fans. But um, but yeah, the the, the garbage pail kids say, "quote We may never find our friends again." Very sad. So they give up. They don't have any money. And they decide what they're going to do here, guys, is have a little fun on the town. Well, they say and it's time to eat. It's pig out time. <laughs> they, uh, the plan here is to steal or borrow hmm. uh, a truck. And yes. they, they find a truck. Greaser Greg <laughs> brandishes a switchblade, and, and his, first, right. his first proposal is let's just rob people. Yeah. And they. Go ahead. You, you'll see why this was originally uh, proposed to be a horror movie. If you pause it at twenty nine thirteen, you see Greaser Greg with this the, the the shadow of his blade ominously like cast upon his own demonic face. Uh, that is possibly the scariest Chucky. Of this entire movie. That's wow. Chucky right there. That yeah. is your honky tonk man, Chucky right there. This was Oof. originally intended. It was pitched oh, as a horror movie. Um, but it, it, it's not hard Was to see it really? a lot. Yeah. Wow. Oh my wow. gosh, look at that. Yeah, the blue, the shadow of the blade right going right through its teeth, that disgusting rictus. Sickening. Uh, um, so they find they find a truck, mm. and uh, they take this truck a, for a joyride. A Pepsi delivery truck, to be exact, Chris. A Pepsi delivery truck, yeah. and they absolutely flatten, they absolutely pancake <laughs> Juice's car, which, you know, hey, karma. Um, also, wait, are we clear? So, when they steal the delivery truck, they've like somehow attached like a wire from the truck to the driver's pants. No, that's so that, his. That's his loop his key, from his. Yeah, that's like the just like extendable chain. janitor's keychain. Mm, got it. So when they peel away, his pants are are torn off, um, which is highly comical. And he's wearing these heart boxer shorts, which which I really enjoy. Naturally. Yeah, but yeah. So then they pancake Juice's truck, as you as you mentioned. Yeah, they they flatten Juice's truck, and they're just having fun. They're out on the town, mm-hmm. and you know they're children. They don't know how to drive, mm-hmm. but uh, they're doing what they can. But they make it work. I think Valerie is is uh, behind the wheel while Greg is working the uh, the pedals down below. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love when uh, Juice's car gets smashed. The uh, the you just see. You know, like the filmmaking is such that like you don't you don't always see everything that happens. So there's just like an indication of what happens. So you just see a bouncing tire. Yeah, he very deftly kind of like dispatches with it. Like it comes toward him, and he just like almost like an athlete just hits it to the side, smacks it. Yeah, to the side. that's yeah. true. That was a good move. I'm also a little confused because like literally a minute earlier of uh, in the film, um, we saw Juice uh, picking up uh, Tangerine outside a nightclub and driving away with her in her car, in her convertible. And then, like, there's no indication that this is, like, a big jump forward in time. It's, like, that same night. Um, So I'm curious why he's now suddenly driving a completely different vehicle, and I think wearing a different outfit, too. I think he was a uh, 
he was in a black tank top uh, earlier when he was driving Tangerine's car, and now he's in a blue tank top when he's uh, flattened by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's kind yeah, of a fashionista, some... man. He's just That's switching. That's true, yeah. Around, you know. yeah. Wardrobe change every few minutes. Yeah, just to keep the fans guessing. Yeah. Definitely some continuity issues here, some questions. Yeah, it could, be, could have been intentional. Um, the Garbage Pail Kids meet up with their friends who are... Where are we here exactly? Like a city lot or something? They've they've located some chips and cookies and sodas and hot dogs. Yeah, they're having a they're good having old a cookout. Feast, yeah, right. They 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 got the fire going in a garbage can. These guys are happy. They're warm. Valerie and Valerie vomit uh, walks out of the um, steps out of the delivery truck holding a six pack of Pepsi and declares, "Hey, we're the Pepsi generation." Incredible. (laughs) Really incredible stuff. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so they're just sort of celebrating their independence. Mm -hmm. Um, They got bubble gum, they got chips and dip, cookies, everything that kids like. Hot dogs. That night, night the kids are back in the shop. They are nursing a hangover. And Dodger asks how the kids kids can help him get the attention of Tangerine. And it, it just becomes very, like... So much about this movie is very transactional. Yeah. Where it's like, how can you help me? Yeah. How can you get, how can you help me become famous? I'll do this for how you, can you ha- if you do something. How can for you me. help me get noticed? How can you help me save my friends from jail? How can you help me? You know, like it's just very I need something, I want something, take care of me. Yeah. Um, so he asks how they can help him get the attention of Tangerine. They give him some fancy threads, a jacket. And, you know, very generous, by here's the way. A, here's a quick question for you guys. Sorry to interrupt. But how did the children, meaning the Garbage Pail Kids, know, like, about Tangerine? They, I, I, like, they're aliens, right? They came from outer space. That, that was established in the opening credit sequence. Um, are they also, like, omniscient? Do, are they just... Because they know about Tangerine before Dodger ever mentions her name. Um, when he's like, oh, I like a girl... Uh, I think one of them earlier is like, oh yeah, Tangerine. And then they know um, that she's a fashionista, that she's into clothes. Um, like they, they suggest sewing Dodger clothes for her before Dodger ever mentions anything about clothes or fashion. So like they already have all, they already know all this information about Tangerine. Do we have any idea how they, they know that? No, I think it's just one of those unexplainable things, mm-hmm. right? Like where it's just this is just the world, right? Like, in, in in this movie magic world, people just know. Right, right. That makes um, sense. Yeah, so so they give Dodger this jacket, and it's a fancy it's a fancy jacket. Ghost, help me describe this garment. It really reminded me something, like, out of Michael Jackson's closet, you know, something he's worn over the years, S- specifically that glittery... Michael Jackson had that like glittery military style coat with the golden tassel shoulder pads. Right out of my mouth. He is a uh, general in the Michael Jackson army here. He could be a, uh, he probably would catch the eye of uh, Michael dressed up in this getup. Um, Careful ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, yeah, he's looking pretty fancy. He even does a little moonwalk uh, move at one point, walking down the street in that jacket. Yeah, so. of course he did. Yeah, that that's why I came up with that name. It's not an accident. Right. Yeah. yeah no, they knew what they were doing, yeah. right? Like they were they were clear, clearly trying to make us think of Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. question. Um yeah, so he puts on that jacket and that night Dodger shows it off to Tangerine who's obviously floored, right? Yeah. And 
she sees an opportunity. You know, she's going to make a lot of money off this kid. Wow. Where did you get those clothes? That is some coat. I, I made it. What? I made it. You made this? Would you like it? It's not bad. <clears throat> Have you got any more? Well, some. Why? Well, I was just thinking maybe I could sell them for you. You know, along with mine. I mean, I could try. You know, that jacket makes you look, uh, older. I'm much older. Oh, at least 16. Maybe 17. So, how many outfits could you have for me by, say, Friday night? Outfits? Oh, I want at least a dozen. And, of course, I can't promise you that I can sell them. A dozen? Well, obviously, you're an amateur. Well, look, I could try. You could try, you could try. Well, why don't you go try right now? Now? Look, obviously you're not serious. Oh, I am. I'm real serious. I'll go to work right now. When can I see you again? Friday night. That is, if, of course, you have enough stuff to make it worth my while to try to help you. I'm on my way. It's incredible how quickly, like, when he first, so he basically just walks into her apartment, um... Uh, after like kind of like uh, dodging uh, juice coming out um, and he walks in wearing this jacket and you know tangerine is mesmerized and initially you're like oh like she's impressed by him or she's attracted to him or something but within literally seconds she's immediately thinking oh I could use you I could take this and sell it for myself it's like, the most base level Hollywood fucking thinking where it's like me first literally all that matters is me i'm not even gonna pretend that my intentions are anything other than selfish Mm -hmm. and like about me and it's just her it's just this naked ambition right where she's just like i am pursuing fame and fortune Mm -hmm. that jacket is gonna help me get more famous and wealthy so i will need that from you and in exchange for that jacket, I'll be providing you with, you know, the um, the the illusion, the fantasy of sex. Yes. And it's it's just this like one for one quid pro quo thing. She she walks over and closes the door to begin her seduction of Dodger. Like within a second of seeing him in the jacket, she sees the jacket. She's like, oh, I know what I have to do. Walks over shuts the door and begins coming on to him aggressively. She's like, that is a jacket worth pretending that I'm sexually attracted to this person. What we have here is the 1987 silver screen version of OnlyFans. Uh, This woman is, uh, her Amazon (laughs) wish list is a list of 12 jackets uh, for this poor simp boy to produce. Uh, All he will receive as compensation is the the phantom illusion, the hallucination of attraction, and it's just sad to sad to witness for this young man. Yeah, it's sad how quickly he submits to that. Um, it's sad how quickly she exercises her power over him. Just how easy, how 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 sort of just fluid and seamless the whole thing happens. Yeah, it's 
yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. Um, so Dodger, you know, uh, uh, Tangerine asks, uh, t- tells Dodger she needs, um, you know, a dozen outfits by Friday. A dozen by Friday. That's like three days, I think, uh, away. Um, again, another critique of capitalism here where it's like, you don't just want to exploit me. You want to, like, drive me into, like, you You are demanding labor that will literally kill me. Um, literally and, for, for, for the illusion, for, like, the promise of hope. Yeah. Like, this is not like a... If you give me a dozen outfits, I will concretely be your girlfriend. I will right. concretely Even like, give you ways, a kiss. There's like literally nothing happening <laughs> it's, here. It's just this sort of you're operating under this like delusion, you know, this illusion that maybe something will happen. And then when Dodger so much as says a dozen, she just rips into him. Obviously, you're an amateur. Like uh, disgusted at he, he, that he dare like even question the. He doesn't even say I can't do it. All all he's doing is confirming a dozen. You really that's the number you're looking for, and she just she just completely annihilates him. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I mean it's really deranged. Yeah, he says I could try. She goes, you could try, you could try. Well, why don't you go yeah. try right now? I'm just like, oh, she's demonic. She yeah, just, ugh, it's sickening. She's even. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that the makers of this film are really trying to, like, give us deep, deep lessons. I don't even know, but, like, we can pretend and find what we want from stories. But I think it is that, like, they're, she is more repulsive, and this kind of behavior is more repulsive than anything uh, Nat Nerd could fill his pants with or uh, <laughs> Wendy, Wendy Winston could expel from mm-hmm. his body. Uh. Dodger goes back to the kids, to the Garbage Pail kids, and basically says, you know, you guys got to get busy making me a dozen outfits. Oh, wait, first, she, like, as Dodger's leaving, um, uh, uh, Tangerine actually has, like, a little, like, a pang of, of like, humanity, maybe, or, or I think she's actually just trying to ensure the survival of her, uh, her cash cow in Dodger. Yeah. Dodger, be careful! Look out for juice! I'm too happy to die. I'm too happy to die. Poor young man. Which is so, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, literally, uh, like, I, I, one of no, the saddest moments deep. in the entire film. He is in deep. He is in deep. I, yeah. I, I, I was too harsh on I wasn't like viewing him in the context of being just a young kid that hasn't figured out the ways of the world yet. Like, so I, I took a note on this, like how just, oh, I was just so repulsed at how he was behaved when he's 14. I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm too happy to die. I'm not even going to write what I, I just basically inverted that saying, like, you, you, never mind. I feel bad for him now, is the bottom <laughs> line. Well, that's good. It's frustrating, bad. Ghost, because maybe, if we're being honest, you see a small part of yourself there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you, you say, like you know, once, once upon a time, point. I was a naive Dodger. Once upon a time, I probably was under someone's spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was believing in the idea of, of hope and goodness. I thought I belonged in like a cool kids group and, you know, maybe snuck or, out or to I like hang out to. or, but then or I, I like, aspired to. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so true. Like the, the harsh critiques come from, us looking at the past and realizing I too was once there and you just you want to grab that character and be like no save yourself 
Listen to mm. Greaser Greg. Get a switchblade. <laughs> Take care of business. Jesus goes. <laughs> well, Dodger goes back to the uh, to the antique uh, shop and he asks the garbage pail kids to get working to get busy making a dozen outfits. And suddenly, these freaks, these weirdo garbage pail kids, the creative geniuses, are underwriting. Uh, doing all of Tangerine's heavy lifting mm-hmm. because of Dodger's crush, you know, of his of his romantic ambition. So, so, so the Garbage Pail Kids are now footing the bill for Dodger and his quest, his pursuit of love. And that is a slippery slope, guys. Uh, what a sad, cruel world it is. They have three uh, days and only one machine to produce a dozen outfits. That's not going to work. Now, here the movie took a turn that I was not expecting, which was the break into song. Yeah. Um, this is a musical, it turns what out. What can you guys tell me about this song? The lyric that really caught me was, we can do anything by working with each other. Yeah, that is the refrain of the song. Um, I'm actually going to look up the... Uh, it it had like um, whistle while you work vibes, and of course there's yeah. seven of these. Uh, it had re- like Willy. It had like Willy Wonka vibes, where it's like this is the song we sing to get yeah. through the like the slog of the day. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like it, it just reminded me of like the Seven Dwarves, who also were like unpaid, like yeah. just little mutants that just supported they were mining uh diamonds and they got nothing out of the deal they were living in rags basically so the- of course we see a shot here of the non-union sweatshop <laughs> yeah wait so the 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 lyrics to the first verse of the song are why should we do something nice let's quit now that's my advice uh, so there's like sort of a, um, a call and response uh, uh, where, you know, there's there's the, the one side of the argument that's like, oh, I don't want to do this work. And then the other side is we can do anything by working with each other. And then the response to that is I ain't going to work for free. Tell me what's in this for me. And then the answer to that very reasonable question is we can do anything by working with each other. So it's just yeah. work, just work. For the sake of doing work, they say, you know, there's like a, a friendship, like, let's, uh, we can do anything to help a friend out of a mess, put your friendship to the test. These get, there's there's no friendship with Dodger at this no. point. He's like giving them a cereal box to eat for breakfast. Other than that, there's no, there's nothing that they're getting from him in any way. Which, by the way, he gave them not because he, came, like, he gave that to them as like payment. Yeah. Like, not, not because he was like out of the goodness of his heart. Right. Because he knew that's not your could, friend. Yeah, that's not your friend. That's like your your your. That's your boss. You know, that's that's someone paying you off. Yeah, the verse goes. The song goes on. So come on, guys, start getting smart. We'll borrow tools to do our part. Uh, work it out and do your best. Don't give up on your success. Again, this is not the garbage pail of success. They're they're not. They're they're. There's nothing. There's no concentrate on what you do buckle down it's up to you this is like pure just capitalist like pablum like this is just like the the brainwashing that a boss gives you to make sure that you're continuing to produce uh you know at a a high level um it's it's like literal you know just 
like puritanical capitalist brainwashing. But it's a very catchy number. <laughs> now, what 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 mark are you? What time uh, stamp are you guys at right now? Like where this happens? Uh, the musical number comes at around like thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, I'm at thirty six forty. Good. And that's when you see non-union sweatshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's talk about also about that breakfast. Uh, the, the that bag of groceries that Dodger <laughs> comes in into the shop with the next morning. We have a box of Captain Crunch, and then several bags of potato chips. Mm. The kettle kip kettle chips logo they has were, remained largely unchanged. I know for three that decades. is one thousand percent the, the jalapeno. That is the one the jalapeno kettle chip right there. That is really funny. Wow. Oh, also uh, we get Nat Nerd's uh, piss pants piss number two uh, during the song, during the musical number, which I really really enjoyed. Um, just kind of out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, he delivers a line in the song and then just pisses his pants. Uh, thank you, Nat. I really appreciate that. Um, he's again one of the few garbage pill kids who's really out there, you know, doing doing the work, uh, standing those floors, over and over again. Now, when Dodger uh, busts in on his um, servants, they have found a 12-inch TV around this point. This makes a, the, yeah. This didn't make any what? sense to did me. Did I miss something? Why are they so obsessed with hiding this from their master? Like, what the hell is going on with this TV? They, it's a very subtle line, but one of them says, "Maybe we can find some news about our friend." So this like continues the micro plot of like, "Where are our friends?" Like, it's mm-hmm. it's such a throwaway. You can't even barely hear it. Some of these voiceovers were recorded in like a toilet stall, but you can actually hear if you listen closely. Maybe we can hear some news about our friends. Why are they so protective of this TV, in your guys' opinion? Yeah, that was very confusing to me. I think they rightfully see Dodger as, you know, their their taskmaster. They'd um, be reprimanded. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're, they're literally afraid. Entertainment. Yeah, if he sees them with something <laughs> that will distract them from their work, he'll probably confiscate it. That's sick, dude. I, that's insane. Like, he is actually, he's, he has a dark side too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone does ghost. That's what you realize, like, in these highly leveraged situations where it's like, guess what? I need a dozen outfits by Friday, and I am going to make your life a living hell if you don't get me those outfits. You know, it's a very slippery slope. You can see the best and worst of, of people in these situations, and... Yeah, I mean, it's just you get frustrated with Dodger because you know we've all been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also get this weird interaction where so Dodger's like coming back early the next morning to bring breakfast to the kids, and Manzini sees him walk in and says, "Dodger, you're early," uh, as if to like keep up this charade that like this is not his home but just his place <laughs> of work. Um, and then he says, uh, Manzini says, "How are things below stairs?" Dodger says, mm, almost perfect. And Manzini says, yeah, I think I know what you mean. What? Yeah. Like, what is it? What? Like, for a second, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I was like, no, is that some not. sort of a weird, you're like... You're not. It's, below, it's, a, it's, like, a, he, he almost it's a weird way when he says below it's stairs. It's a weird way of describing whatever it is he's trying to describe. Yeah. There's like a more straightforward way of saying, like, how There's are the... There's a very uncomfortable innuendo there uh, that I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go down that path much further. Um... But, uh, but yeah, then, then Manzini reveals that he's working on a solution to their problem um, of how to get the, the, 
Garbage Pail Kid's back in the pail. Um, he's working on like a spell, and he has a feeling that the answer is a musical one for some reason. Um, so he's going to the music library. I don't know what that is um, to to work on his on his like musical spell. Um, so that's a little little plot point that they're just introducing right then. The scary thing is, is like obviously it seems like they could physically overwhelm these dwarves and put them back in the pail, but like, <laughs> the implication must be that they are capable of like fatal violence like the alligator could oh yeah beat off and chris hit i mean uh, greaser greg's gonna whip that knife out and uh, as we're about to see there are yeah physical altercations with these kids uh <laughs> they yeah. are very capable of violence yeah yeah they, they know, know how to handle themselves let's just say um but yeah so this tv thing very confusing uh dodger leaves and um and the tv doesn't seem to work at first so um messy tessie tries to fix it um by taking a uh, finger full of snot and uh touching the back of the tv uh which again thank you messy um for you know <laughs> utilizing your, your talents yeah putting your yep. putting your 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 skills on display for us um she gets electrocuted uh, once the, uh, the the snot on her finger touches the electrical socket or outlet or whatever on the back of the TV. Uh, and then she says, now it works, uh, even though it doesn't, and it's broken. Um, so then she just suggests they get back to work. Um, but by then, the kids are kind of riled up, and they want to go out and party. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been working, like, through the night. So, yeah, yeah they want to go out and cut loose and have some fun. And Greaser Greg says, all work and no play makes me irritable. Of course, the kids can't just uh, go out as is. They're horrendous. Uh, so they need to put on some costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put on long trench coats, which, mm. frankly, because of the way these coats have been depicted on screen in movies that we watched as kids, I sort of always unfairly associate trench trench coats with characters going to do unsavory stuff. Yeah. Uh, whether it's you know doing just tasteless, shameful activities, whether it's seeing uh, snuff films or or you know committing crimes or, or 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 having affairs, doing you only do shady activities when you're wearing a trench the coat. Khaki yeah. trench coat and the blue blockers, you are headed for trouble. Yeah, you yeah. have something shameful that you are trying to conceal. No so question about it. The kids it. are in trench coats and dark sunglasses and they have berets. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Ben Natner, the acne faced kid with uh, bladder issues, well, he lets loose and he urinates all over the floor. Yeah, first he, he opens says, his coat like he's a flasher and says, yeah, exactly. hey, check it out. So that here he comes gets everyone's attention. Yeah, here comes all faithful and he just makes a gigantic puddle on the ground. He, Yeah, he lets rip probably the, his biggest piss of the entire movie. One full <laughs> pant leg is basically soaked um, and then a large puddle forms on the ground uh, under his foot. So that is uh, pants piss number three for Nat, uh, for those keeping score at home. And his second one in under four minutes of, uh, of screen time. So Nat is just lapping the competition at this point. He is really, really putting on a, a performance um, that uh, is, is, has him ranked up at the top of my leaderboard at this point. Well, the kids, of course, go to see a Three Stooges movie. Surprise, surprise. 
Um, they then take some ATVs to a biker to a biker bar. Oh, I love these little Suzuki ATVs that they drive. Yep, they're like mini, like Power Wheels kind of um, sized. Um, they're like like ATVs for children, I guess. But yeah, they're very cool looking. Yeah, and they pick the lock on the movie theater, correct? Like that's how they get into the into the theater. Yeah, they break they in the for sure after passing by a uh, a drunk in the alley standing next to a trash dumpster, and I believe that alligator actually um, like greets him. He says, "How you doing, Lou?" Uh, as if he's like, a, like an, a friend. an old friend. I heard dude. I, I I thought it was. Oh, maybe it was dude. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But in let's it, talk that about drunk, let's he's t- like, whoa, I need to stop drinking. He gets the, like the, I gotta stop, I gotta lay off mm-hmm. kind of look in his eyes when this alligator comes up to him and tells him, uh, how's it going? Yeah. Can I mean, we that's... talk about their, can we talk about their conduct at the movie? Oh, sure. I mean, how would you describe this behavior? Um, disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say disruptive. Yeah. Very uh, we're talking about uh, kissing, kissing women, uh, just trying to watch the movie, um, you know, <laughs> wag, wagging hot dogs, you know, buckets of popcorn being thrown everywhere. I mean, it's just not good, guys. Yeah. Uh, not good. Yeah. Foul Phil steals one woman's hot dog right out of the bun. And then as the guy behind her is laughing about it, he just steals his tub of popcorn, which is a great kind of like double move by Phil. Um, yeah, then as you mentioned, he, he just leans over and kisses a woman, um, uh, clearly against her will. Um, so, you know, Phil's, he's, he's, he's holding his own here. He's, 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 he's putting in some work, so I appreciate that, Phil. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're causing a real, real ruckus. So then, uh, after the movie here, we wind up at this bar, Mm. and, uh, this is a biker bar, um, and... Let's talk through the fight sequence that unfolds at the bar here because it's 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 pretty unlikely the whole thing. So, uh, alligator uh, moseys into the bar here. Yeah, it's it's the toughest bar in the world, by the way, according to the sign on the outside. The hand painted sign on the outside. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, so alligator moseys into the bar, and you know, it's his weakness. He sees the one thing that he absolutely loves. Mm. He nibbles on some bear flesh. He sees some bear toes, and a fight ensues. Some gas or smoke is passed in the face of a bartender. Then, yeah, well, Allie gets himself into trouble um, while uh, Wendy is, is outside trying to do some mechanical work on the ATV. Um, and, and right at the point, you know, he, Allie gets treated to the, the classic, you know, headfirst slide down the bar. Um, you know, smashing all the glasses, and then um, you know some some knives are, are brandished, and he's looks like he's in a, a real pickle. Um, but then right at that at the critical moment, uh, Windy comes smashing through the bar window on his little uh, Suzuki ATV, and just starts cleaning house. He's just like uh, you know, as as we sort of foreshadowed earlier, he is kicking, punching people left and right. He is like really uh, you know. Uh, 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 you know, uh, overpowering these grown men in the bar. Um, and then he rips a fart in one guy's face, uh, which is fart number three for Wendy. And I believe he actually farts so powerfully that the man's mustache falls off. Did you guys catch that? Clean off. Yeah. Clean off his face. <laughs> Something that I really love here is that, like, it never dawns on anyone at the bar 
that they are dealing with an alligator person. <laughs> like yeah. they just treat them like some jerk. Yeah, there's no like little... it. Ne- like it, you know. There's kind of an elephant or an alligator in the room, um, and that's never really addressed. They just treat him like he's you know just like some rascal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but lo and behold, um, uh, Wendy's you know uh, sort of. Um, his, his aggressiveness and his, his display of, of force, instead of, you know, creating more, um, uh, ad- adversary, uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, conflict in the bar actually earns, uh, the bar, the, uh, the, um, biker's respect. Uh, yeah. one, one bar patron cuts in and says, hold it, hold it. Little sucker's got guts. He's with me. And then they, I mean, an incredibly uh, unlikely turn of events. <laughs> but it's less like, like, it kind of is how, um, what's it called? How uh, bikers operate? <laughs> not bikers operate, but uh, it's obviously an exaggeration, but dive bar kind of politics, if you will, mm. uh, operate. You, you have to be tough. You can't come in and start assaulting people. That goes without saying. Right. But you're going to be assimilated quicker if you they can see that you've got some kind of edge to you or yeah it's like prison it is like prison. yeah if you come in like uh, 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 and you're you're not gonna vibe you, you'll never be accepted into the into the crew so yeah yeah there's a there's a good life lesson there which is yeah bikers always respect toughness if you find yourself in a jam at a biker bar just start punching and kicking and farting and, yeah uh, and you'll earn the respect you will of, you will win them over yeah. yeah, your adversaries will respect it. Yeah, get in a little tussle, you, you're, you're, you're jumped in, it's good to go. So there's this, there's this renewed sense or newfound sense of sort of community here at the bar. Mm-hmm. Everyone is now sort of admiring and respecting one another, and this leads the entire bar taking to the streets. We are going to cruise around on our bikes, do a little drunk driving, <laughs> And we are out and about on the streets, guys, just riding our hogs, riding our ATVs, having a good time. And what do we know? You know, it's been a long night. The guys head back to the shop. And what do you know? Juice and his gang have spied the entire thing. They have spied all the escapades. Mm. And the Garbage Pail Kids are no longer a secret yeah, and uh, this is a turning point here, guys. So yeah, we should note that uh, Ali is, is shit face drunk. He's just a complete. He's a mess outside the antique shop. He can barely walk. Um, luckily, he was not driving. He, uh, I think, Wendy was was his designated driver there. Thank goodness. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a complete uh, uh, mess and waste uh, outside the shop. Um, so it makes sense that they're being a little careless little sloppy with uh you know trying to conceal their their identities at this point um and they you know unfortunately expose themselves to uh to juice and his gang not good all right i think we will hit pause for now here guys um before we hop into the next beat of the movie so uh ghost tell us once again where we can find you online you're on social media at trash bag ghost you have a website where we can purchase merch and you are working on a new project tell us about that real quick thanks chris yep you're absolutely right i'm at trash bag ghost everywhere and my latest project is eightpins.com where if and only if you are a member of the board ape yacht club you can go to my new site and convert your ape into a wearable lapel pin, and I'll send you a small mountain of them. Send me a little ETH, and uh, I'll get you laced up. 
Very Maybe. exciting. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening to Swish FM. If you haven't already, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You can find our merch, uh, which has been all designed uh, by uh, Trash Bag Ghost at swishfm.com. Buy a t-shirt, buy a tote bag. That's right, folks. He's not just our our Garbage Pail Kids expert. He's also our designer. (laughs) Buy our pet bandana. And uh, yeah, guys, till next week, Ben, this was uh, a pleasure as always. We'll talk to you. Uh, <laughs> Wait, sorry. Trash Bag Ghost has a Garbage Pail Kids book that he's now reading uh, uh, on, we'll on Just screen. a little show prep for the next segment, boys. Oh, wow. wow. That's, that's really outstanding work. All right, Ben. All right. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Always want to do the pod. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.